G'day and welcome to the Hunting Connection Podcast. My name is Zach Williams and I am your host. Here we'll connect you with hunters, fishers and outdoor enthusiasts from around the globe. This podcast will share hunting and fishing stories including past experiences and tackle the tough hunting stereotypes our community faces. We hope to be a positive influence to those outside the community while also having a laugh along the way. Hope you enjoy the podcast. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Hunting Connection Podcast. Today's episode, we have Aaron Whitaker. How you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad. That's good, man. That's good. How you been? Yeah, really good. I've been pretty busy up in here. I bet, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> made a trip down to Adelaide. We've yeah. been trying to get it on the cards. I was even willing to try and get up and see you just to get you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're a busy man if, yeah. you're, if you're not working, you're... Out doing some type of hunting or Trying fishing adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I can. So what have you been up to this weekend? Uh, well, it's actually pretty funny. We come up here just to go to a Wiggles concert. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to the concert, but the little fella is and the missus. So I could I see thought, you rocking out in the front row yeah, of a Wiggles concert, mate. red Wiggles shirt on and <laughs> off we go. But now I thought, well, we're here. About time we probably should have caught up. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's probably been... Close to a year, I reckon. Yeah, a year we've been talking on. about getting you, getting you on and then just even catching up with you before that, you know. We've been yep. chatting for a few years and, yeah, definitely. you know, you've done a couple of trips out with Luke, um, a former podcast guest and one of my best mates. So, <laughs> yeah, you've had a couple of successful missions out with him down the southeast. Yeah, no, it was good. Well, pity he wasn't here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. We, uh, <laughs> I sent him the last minute invite to come and sit in um, to be like a, a co guest host type thing but um yeah he was he was busy <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> trouble with the last that's minute what ones. happened <laughs> <laughs> so you just got a new rifle recently oh somewhat well, recently putting it, it together i think it got lost in the post for a bit but yeah <laughs> i should hopefully have it in the week or so what'd you um but, end up going with uh, i decided to go on a just a howard 308 barreled action yeah just to sort of get into the long range scene Very i've been nice. wanting to do it for about a year so it's about time i ended up doing it very nice, but, very nice. Is that just going to be long-range target shooting or are you going to get into some of the long-range hunting as well? Oh, uh, pretty well just targets, just messing around, like just a new discipline, something else to do. Yeah, like, very nice. Yeah, I've been <laughs> pretty interested for a while, so. You've got a few disciplines as yeah. it is, man. You, you jump <laughs> yeah. down every every rabbit hole when it comes to hunting and fishing. Pretty well, <laughs> yeah. I've done it all. <laughs> I've tried to do it all. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's good to see um, you're a very, very passionate outdoorsman, so. Yeah. It's it's going to be a good fun podcast, that's for sure. Yeah. So we'll jump straight into it. Where are you from? So from little town Wyler in South Australia. I've pretty well lived there my whole life. So no, that's that's about it. Yeah. It's nice <laughs> nice down there. Um, stones stones throw away from the Flinders. You yeah. know. So, so yeah, it's right there. It's right on the water. Good goat country. Some good, good fishing. Goats. Yep. So you just grow up fishing down there, and pretty well. Like we used to have. Some hunting blocks pretty close to town, but it's all uh, army land now, so... Ah, spewing. Yeah. Taking all the good hunting yeah. land. <laughs> yeah, it used to be really good, 20 minutes out of town, but yeah, now it's down home, it's pretty much just fishing. Not... Sweet, sweet. So, what do you do for work, man? So, I'm in the heavy diesel mechanic trade, so I've got a... There's about three mines close to town, about half an hour away from town, so I'm in one of them at the moment. Very nice. So, week on, week off, pretty uh, good gig to get into. Pays the bills and yeah, gives right. you a little bit of time off to go, <laughs> yeah. go out and that's family about, time. Yeah. So Plenty of time to get out hunting. So how did you get into hunting and fishing? Well, uh, 
hunting and fishing, I pretty much grew up on it, like, since I was, as much as I can remember, like, I was always doing it. Probably first time I ever, ever hunted was probably when I was about five. Very nice. I shot my first goat. Oh, very <laughs> nice. What did you shoot it with? Uh, it was, like, my dad's pump action 22. Perfect. Like, it used to be my granddad's, but, yeah, now it's dad's. That's awesome. Yeah, I still remember that day. It was good. They um, definitely sink in there, that's for sure. They <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it gets the job done. That's good. So that was some of your, your first hunting was out chasing goats out, what, southern flinders and stuff? Yeah, pretty well. It was always goats and foxes. And back then there used to be rabbits as well, but they're pretty, uh, pretty thin where we go now. Oh, there's, they're thin everywhere. <laughs> you see little patches of them, but Mixie yeah. and Khaleesi oh, just yeah. wiped them out. And I miss chasing them, man. Yeah, like, oh, they're so much fun. They're so much fun and they're freaking tasty. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kentucky uh, Fried. Oh, Kentucky Fried, <laughs> stewed, you know. Yep. Um, there's a rabbit cacciatore recipe in the Meat Eater cookbook and it's so freaking yeah, good. I've, but I've got a few of those cookbooks and they're awesome, eh? Yeah, oh, insanely good, yep. insanely good. But I can't get any rabbits to, <laughs> to, to make any more out, you know. It sucks so bad. So... You started out hunting pretty young um, and fishing young. Yep. Where has your journey taken you? What what roads have you gone past? So with the sort of the hunting and fishing, being a kid, like just following dad around really, like he'd always go away hunting. Like sometimes we'd go over to New South Wales, chase pigs and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, pretty well just followed him around for the first, I'd say, 15 years, I'd say. Like he's always showed showed me what's going on and that and then I think I was about 12 I got interested into bow hunting and I think back then we had some dial-up internet and <laughs> I found a few YouTube videos of some American blokes smashing whitetails out of the tree stand. That's awesome. so, <laughs> yeah we figured a found a bow online and bought that what was your first bow uh, I think it was a, a PSE Nova very nice so that was pretty old, cool. old I thought, school I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty cool back then <laughs> yeah I got out and it was pretty hard because I was the only one that's interested in it and I know I got a few goats and that with it, but sort of put it down after a little while. It was just a bit hard. Like no one else wanted to do it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah sort of, you're sort when, of stuck following everyone when you're a kid. And when you got a rifle, everyone's got rifles as well. You yeah. Know? I want to oh, sh- yeah. shoot that with a rifle and <laughs> yeah. bam, everything's gone. That's you don't it. even get a shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what was your first animal with a bow? Uh, just a goat. I reckon it was a, a black and white billy goat. I reckon it was. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Pretty cool. I think I got a couple of billies before I sort of stopped when yeah. I was a kid. But yeah, then I went just went back to the rifles and we ended up getting onto the deer and like a few years later. So That's awesome. So where'd you when did you start hunting deer? I reckon I would have been maybe sixteen, I think, when I shot my first deer, yeah. Fallow or Yeah, fallow. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. I well, wasn't until oh, four or five years ago I shot my first reds and that, but yeah. No, it's good. That sort of... Hell of a journey a you've had now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all just unraveled now. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's so so good watching you from when you have when you first started posting on, yep. on Facebook and stuff and to where you're at now. It's yeah, well, I sort of... Um, yeah, once I got my own car and my own access and that, I was just out of there. I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and dedicated. Yep. Like, that's that's one thing, like... You know, um, speaking to people on the spear, spearfishing side of things, they're like, he was... Just, he's a, <laughs> insane spear fisherman and then you're on the hunting side like whether it's rifle compound bow recurve yep. you just get stuck into it and get the get the job done yeah if i want to i want to do something i'll just do it and 
I'll do whatever I can to get good at it. So. Yeah, it's it <laughs> shows. It takes a long time or not. <laughs> it shows, man. It shows. It's awesome. It's so good. So you do a lot of bow hunting. You do rifle hunting. Give us a brief rundown of what gear you're running at at the moment. Yep. So what, what rifle setup you're running mainly for hunting, what uh, bow setup you're mainly. Oh, yeah, yep. So I sort of went down with the rifle side of things. Like I've got a few different ones, but I wanted to go just something I could run 90% of the time and just get really efficient with one. Yeah. And so uh, last year I bought a Tika T3X 7mm Rem Mag. In the Strata. Strata, That's yeah. yeah. a very nice gun. It's pretty tasteful, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that thing, I'll reload for it now and it's just like a, sort of like a laser beam. So yeah. That's pretty efficient with it now and like real confident with it. So How are you liking that calibre? Yeah, I, I love it. Like figured out that it can do anything in australia so <laughs> yeah yeah you did yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what made you pick a seven mil uh well it was sort of sort of a debate i was going to get a 300 short magnum but the i think i was going to get a rough tech at the time mm-hmm. and they didn't do them in the rough tech and then i just decided on the strider and i was like you know what i'm just going to get the seven mil rem mag and be done with it yeah, I know nice. it's a proven caliber and it's going to get the job done so what um, glass do you have on? Uh, at the moment, it's just a... I've got a Leopold VX3i. Yep. Bought a 4.5 to 14, I think, by 50. Nice. Very so nice. That, yeah, that's pretty nice and tops off real well. And you've um, just picked up glass for this new rifle that's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I went down to uh, Gunforce this morning and I talked to a fella down there named Kyle. That's down at Highmarsh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I probably should uh, give them guys a shout-out because they done me... <laughs> An unreal deal today. <laughs> no, that's awesome. But yeah, the guys are good. They're good down there. Yeah, no, they're just unreal, like real helpful, friendly, and just yeah, really helped me out. So I've been meaning to drop into the shop down there. What's it? What's it like? Uh, it's actually really well set up. Like it's probably one of the bigger gun shops I've been in in Australia. Yeah, like cool. it's a good size, and they've got a lot of a lot of weapons in there, and just a good variety of like projectiles, ammo all of your accessories and all that, and then, like, their scope range, just top line, really. Like, <laughs> you can spend as much as you want in there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to definitely drop in. And, yeah, if you're from Adelaide, go and yeah, go check them out. It's and definitely worth a look. Say Aaron sent you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, you've seen his, seen his YouTube channel. What's, what's that, the Travelling traveling uh, Hunter? The, the Exploring Hunter. Exploring Hunter, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, so, so you you seen him on there, and he said to come, <laughs> come check it out. Um, what what's your bow setup? Uh, at the moment, it's a Elite Ritual thirty five. Very nice. And I've got a well, bit of option gear on there, the sight, the equaliser, and uh, just a trophy taker rest, and that. I don't think I could change from the the option gear. Yeah, oh, it's incredibly. Yeah, I've had it for years now, and it's just unreal. Like, well, I got my sight second hand from Scott Meadows. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, it's still going strong and I've had it probably four years and it's just such a nice. Yeah, I love it. I, it's not often I'll change to just a single pin, but yeah, it's nice to have. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I got it because I'm like, everyone's using using a single pin yeah. um, and I've always been a fixed pin guy and now I've got it. I hardly ever use the fixed pins and I'm always using, <laughs> <laughs> using the yeah. sliding pin. Well, I'm pretty sure... Um my sight tape on it is just written in texture. At the moment. <laughs> I've got the three pins are there and 
That's it. The slider's just doing what it's doing down the bottom there. <laughs> <laughs> I dialed it in for the territory and that was it. I just left it. That's great. It since. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. Um, what about in your pack when you're going out for like a day hunt? What are you What are you carrying then? Just for a day, probably... Oh, I'd like to have my knives and a sharpener if I'm not taking like a changeable blade knife. And any particular knives you're running? Uh, at the moment, I've got a... I like to run the Havilon, like the fold-out blade. Yeah. That's pretty good to have. But I've, at the moment, I've just gone to um like a boning... Ah, sorry. What is it? Um, Victorinox. Victorinox, Just yeah. a paring knife. Yeah. And yeah, I've got that razor sharp, so that... Is really good. That's probably my favourite knife. A lot of guys run that for keeping, those yeah. those pairing yeah, knives. Good for an $8 knife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love the Victor Nox yeah. gear. I've got a bunch from when I worked at the abattoirs. And, you know, I've got my little Garmin uh, Gerber expand, uh, folding changeable blade yeah, knife. Yeah, I know the ones, yeah. That, that's virtually the same. Yeah. But they're, all those changeable blade knives are really good. Yeah. And then I have a knife roll in the backpack with some, you know, I've got a... Like not a caping knife, but a knife that's got a ball on the end of it, so you don't stab yourself yeah. when you're going through <laughs> yeah. through the skins and shit. Um, and it works really, really well. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then yeah, skinning knife and steel and all of that stuff. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I've always got a few knives in the car, but yeah, in the backpack probably only one or two. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, what about water? Are you taking a camel pack or are you taking water bottles? Yeah, I've got a just like a bladder. I think it's. Maybe a two and a half or three litre bladder or something like yep. that. Yeah, very nice. But yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. How do you go maintaining that? Because they, they can get pretty rank <laughs> yeah, in there no, when you just... <laughs> it's usually um, get back from a trip and two months later you're like, oh yeah, that's still full. Yeah. Yep. And then you use the same water on the <laughs> next trip. <laughs> 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 Might tip it out, try try dry it out somehow and clean the straw. Yeah, I, yeah, I end up going, oh, it's it's getting pretty... Pretty rank in there. Uh, nah, just boiling water. Just yeah. <laughs> try and kill everything in there and then refill it up for the next hunt. Yep. <laughs> what about snacks you're taking out? Are you taking... Oh, just... Usually just muesli bars and yep. stuff like that. Maybe like a tin of tuna if I'm going to be out for a while. Yeah. Usually when I'm... Uh, I always take snacks, but when I'm out hunting, it's just... Let's go. Let's go hunting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a shocker for snack breaks. And, you yeah. know, I take a jet boil out with me and coffee break. And, yeah. you know, lunchtime comes around and I'll have some two-minute noodles. And <laughs> Yeah. I definitely don't have any of that in my pack, but it's probably a good thing to have. So what's your top beginner tip? Uh, I suppose it's, it's pretty hard for a beginner to get out there and get interested. But probably the biggest one is just spending time like in the bush or if you've got a block or some state forest you hunt, like your best bet is just being out there, like looking and you'll eventually pick up what you need to find. Like you'll find yeah. the tracks, you'll find the deer shit on the ground or whatever you're after and like grubs, everything, you'll just sort of pick it up. So uh, when you started getting into deer hunting, had you had any experience or any family friends or uh, have experience with deer before? Or my pop sort of done a bit, and my dad done a real small amount before, like they took me out there. So we're all sort of learning at the same time. But after I've done a few, well, recently done some solo trips hunting deer, and I just find I'm just picking up more every single year. Like I'll find tips from last year and go. I should have done that this year, but yeah. I'll try it next year and see if it works. And yeah, every year is just getting 
it's getting easier to get onto deer, but like, they're not an easy animal to get onto. But it's just you make it look easy to, in your videos, man. <laughs> <laughs> you had some uh, pretty good content this this past yeah, run. Yeah, I was spewing um the I think it was the day before I went to put a memory card in my actual Sony camera, and it I dropped it the couple of weeks earlier, and the memory card That's tray was smashed. Oh and, no. Uh, that camera was out of action, so it was all GoPros <laughs> that trip. <laughs> and didn't you GoPro die like directly after a shot? Yep. Yeah, it did. I think <laughs> I, I think I got just the shot, but I'm not sure. I might have even just edited that shot in, but <laughs> yeah, it died right at the time. But lucky I had two at the time. Oh, that's that's nuts, man. That's nuts. Talk about bad luck and good luck, like managing <laughs> just to get a bit of it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was sort of hard to see on that. They were just. They look like they're a mile away, but they're only just there in the bush. Yeah, those <laughs> those fisheye lenses, yeah. man, they just make everything seem so much further oh, away. Definitely. Good up close, but yeah, that's pretty well it. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone from your hunting in your early teenage years and then getting back into it into your later teenage years. There's a whole gap there that you were out spearfishing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so how'd you get into that? Um that was a, I don't know, I sort of stumbled upon it. I think uh, I might have been 16 or 17 and we were on like a bit of a family holiday down the York Peninsula there. And yeah, I bought a, a hand spear and some real cheap fins and a mask and that. And then, yeah, I just after that, I just wanted to go spearfishing all the time. So I got pretty fanatical about that for a few years and <laughs> went to some pretty cool places, done some pretty cool like, pretty cool things. Yeah, things the um, spearfishing community seems pretty pretty good in, in South Australia. So, yeah. you know, it was a lot smaller. It seems to have grown a lot since I was doing it. Like yeah. a lot more people are getting into it every year, which is awesome. That's great. And I was sort of lucky at the time I got into, um, like competition spearfishing in South Australia and I got up with Dave. I don't know how it happened, but yeah, Dave and Sam, his mate as well, spearfishing sort of took me under their wing and showed me everything I know. That's so. awesome. Yeah, Dave's Dave's incredible when he, <laughs> he came on. It was just yeah an eye-opener, like chat chatting to him, like talking about getting bitten by a seal while he was out <laughs> yeah, ab diving yeah. Yeah. and, you know, all sorts of stuff. He had some stories. Yeah. And just the oh. fish he takes, like yep. those, the sailfish in Yeah, oh, they've, they've taken some unreal animals. Sam, just, Sam Dawson and Dave Schofield, yeah. But, yeah, they're um real really fast track the spearfishing for me. I went from shooting like silver drummer to like out and chasing kingies and craze and all that sort of stuff. Like it all just changed real quick within, like within months really like. So doing bow hunting and hunting and spearfishing, having that background, do you find that it's very, very similar concept like underwater and above land when you're hunting? It's similar. Yeah. But like everything underwater is a lot more close range. Like yeah you've sort of only got a couple of metres on a spear gun max range and, yeah, I suppose on land, like, your limit's as far as you can see, really, yeah. isn't it, <laughs> nowadays? <laughs> so does a lot of the, like, basic stuff cross over? Yeah, well, everything's sort of, like, different species are harder or easier to sort of hunt underwater. Like, yeah. you've got, like, your snapper and that, they're probably, like, one of the hardest fish in the sea to spear. Yeah, they're but... just so smart, but give them a piece of burley or something and they just turn dumb for a few seconds and give you a chance. But <laughs> Speaking of snapper, you seen that bloke over in New Zealand bow fishing the snapper, <laughs> I man? That, yeah. uh, that's oh, unreal. That's, 
that makes me want saltwater bow fishing in South <laughs> oh, Australia so good, bad. It? Yeah. Oh, it'd be insanely fun. Like, like, even over like the West Coast and that, you get the salmon schools right oh, in the surf there. So that would be so much fun. Like, they just need to legalise it. I doubt it's going to happen yeah. with, with our current government <laughs> trying to ban bow hunting. Yep. But, um, yeah, it would just be... It'd be so cool. Oh, it just open up a whole new new activity, wouldn't it? Like, like even the kingies out your way, you you oh, get some sight sight yeah, fishing on them. How definitely, yeah, <laughs> they get them up on the surface a bit, yeah. And then there's that uh, bloke from Western Australia, Pete Griff, Griffiths or whatever his name is, but he's got a video of him um, bow fishing tiger sharks off of whale carcass, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah like, I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. dude, it's it's insane. It'd be it'd be pretty cool to do. <laughs> yeah, and even like different, eh? the little reef sharks, they get up in the top of Queensland when yep. they go out. Yeah, well, I've seen a few people like bow fishing off the beaches and that up yeah. Queensland, getting those little sharks and some rays and all that sort of stuff. Like a few oh, fish here and there. The rays would be so much fun, and the little sharks <laughs> yeah. too. But it would, yeah, it just makes me wanna. I get so upset and so jealous. <laughs> yeah, we got like we can shoot some carp, but that's about it. Yeah, it, it makes no sense that you can go to the river and shoot shoot carp, but you yep. can't go to the beach yeah. and shoot fish. Yeah, you can go spear fishing. <laughs> yeah, it's the same but underwater. <laughs> you're not allowed to do it because you're standing above water. Yeah. But as soon as you lay down underwater, yeah, that's fine. Sweet, yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe take the bow under the water. <laughs> there is a video, a couple of videos on YouTube of guys in lakes in America. I've seen they a set, of them, yeah. They set up a ground blind underwater <laughs> yeah, and barely up the I fish. Watch, yeah. they're, they're bow fishing underwater, which is just... <laughs> insane <laughs> some of the first bow fishing videos i watched was the aerial bow fishing oh, yeah, where yeah, they're yeah, on the I back of the boats and they're ago. shooting the, yeah. the carp jumping out of the water that shit's insane it's so good yeah oh some pretty good reflexes on some of those guys eh? yeah so how long did you spend spear fishing uh how long would it have been i'd have to say maybe say 2009 or 2010 to maybe 2000 15-ish, I reckon. Okay, like, awesome. That's probably... Because yeah, everyone I've spoken to have years. said you were an insane <laughs> spearfisher and you're... Yeah, well, I sort of... I put in a lot of time in it. Like, I went... Just went nuts. And well, you live right on the coast there, so yeah. you're able to, so... Yeah, well, was, a lot of it was travelling as well. Like, we... Me and a mate I worked with at the time, we'd just go... It'd be a Friday. We're both apprentices and we'd be... You want to go get some craze this weekend? So, we'd go, yeah, righto. And then just go home that night chuck all the gear in and drive 10 hours to the southeast down down this way and that's weird <laughs> get on the craze for the weekend or something like that what's it like island. diving for craze because i see heaps of guys like heaps of people doing it lately like <laughs> yeah. it just seems every man and his dog that has snorkels go it tries to go out and get them at the moment yeah well it's sort of hard like the whole sa coast is different terrain the yep. whole way along it and you go down port lincoln way and try to grab a cray and they might be in the worst inaccessible holes you can ever imagine and then you go down to the southeast and it's all limestone ledges and i've been down there and you poke your head into a ledge which is half a meter deep and there's 10 crays in there and you go oh there's a big fat juicy one in the middle i'm going to grab you that's cool yeah you move away and then yeah there's a lot different it's a lot easier down the sort of the southeast where the limestone yeah so that's why everyone heads down yeah that way yeah definitely like really hard going down Lincoln or Coffins Bay or yeah. even Kangaroo Island can be hard at times but that's still good yeah cool that's yeah. cool they're, oh, they're so good eating too oh, yeah it's been a while but yeah I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so you jump from spearfishing back into bow hunting what was the yep. the jump there yeah well that was it was sort of a the way it sort of happened was a bit weird because I'll 
always liked bow hunting, but I never really picked it up since I was a kid. And I hadn't had a bow since... Actually, I traded my first compound bow in on a big blue water cannon spear gun. Oh, no. <laughs> but I've still got the spear gun in the shed, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. But, yeah, it was sort of... um, Well, at the time, I was just full dedicated to spear fishing. Like I'd still do hunting and that, but I'd, I'd be out in the bush and I'd just want to be spearing. So, yeah, I went a bit crazy and like, went into all these competitions and uh, done like the was it the Australian Nationals titles and all that sort of stuff and like did pretty well in that. I think I come 10th out of, I think it was 40-odd people in there or something like yeah, that. Yeah, cool. That that's awesome. Island. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But And who kind of hosts that? Is that all golf, golf skin divers or uh, did he start that afterwards and start doing the competitions with them? That was after then. Golf skin divers, I think. At the time it was, what was the club's? I don't know, I think there was two at the time. I can't actually remember there was at the time, but I think it was the um, the actual Australian-wide, um, what do you call it, the federation or whatever. Uh, that's what it was, Australian Underwater Federation at the time. That's okay. who ran sort of the comps, like put yeah. it together, and um, whatever state it landed on that year would host the comp in a certain area. So at that time it was Kangaroo Island. And, um, yeah, so we'd go over there all the time scouting like flat out for cool. different areas and that but yeah um in 2014 it was the york's classic spearfishing comp we we're going to and we we're going to go to what was it called at the time you could still spear chinaman's hat down in york's okay and at the time uh sorry now it's a national park or marine park, marine park yeah. sorry but yeah we we're um heading down to there we we're going to go spearfishing for the day or just scouting actually just looking for new ground and different species and that and the park national park down there was actually closed for bushfires okay. at the time it was summer january i think it was february maybe so we ended up going to near edithburg there and there was about seven of us a day and we all sort of split up and there was a group of i think four and a group of three which i was in and yeah we sort of scouted for the day and sort of seen snapper and Bits and pieces. But, yeah, right at the end of the day, um, one of my mates got taken by a great white down there. Fucking hell. So that was, as we were coming back in, like it sort of got a little bit rough yeah. and, yeah, just out of nowhere sort of happened. And, like, the mate uh, that was with me at the time, he sort of yelled out to me and I was like, wonder, what is he yelling at? And I just put my head up and right, right next to me, maybe five metres away, there's a like a five-metre great white shark half out of the water right next to me. Fucking hell. I'm getting goosebumps, like, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, at the time, I just sort of froze and I was yeah. just staring, like, into the green water because it was, got a little bit murky at the yeah. end of the day. But I was, like, just sort of processing what just happened. Like, that's where my mate was and he's not there anymore. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, instant. And, yeah, while I was staring there, just doing nothing and, yeah, just come back from the bottom and went up again and took the rest of him, yeah. That's... And, yeah, that was, like... At the time, it was like, well, I'm just going to have to swim back yeah. in. Like, you can't really do anything. And we're swimming back in and didn't really think. I was just on a mission to get back. And the other mate that was with me, he was yelling out to me, like, to not leave him there. Yeah. And I don't know how at the time, like, it wasn't panicked or anything. It was just sort of shock. Yeah, it was just survival instinct. he's yelling out to me. So I just turned around, like, swam back out to where things just happening. And I've grabbed all of his shit off of him and just, like, told him to swim. 
Fuck. So yeah, we yeah, we made it back in, but yeah, that's sort of um, that's where it sort of changed. Like over the next year, I think it was sort of like the love for spearfishing. It was still there, but it just sort of got hard to want to go out. Like, yeah, I still did a few trips after that. Like went to New Zealand and uh, Tonga and all that sort of stuff. But like, eventually, it just sort of got to the point where I was just looking at my gear and I just didn't really want to go. Like every time you go in the water, you sort of a bit freaked out it's but in, the, in the back of your mind yeah, yeah oh, it's 100 all the time so like, in the end i ended up selling pretty much all my spearfishing gear except for i think enough just if i wanted to get out to get a yeah. cray or a whiting or something i had enough and then i thought like sort of broke my heart sort to sell yeah. all that gear but at, at the time i was like it's it's what i gotta do like i've gotta move on and find something else or whatever yeah and then i thought well I put that much effort into it. I'm going to get into bow hunting and then put all that effort from there into, into bow hunting, hunting and see where that takes me. Yeah. And yeah, like ever since then, it's just been a pretty wild ride in the bow hunting side of things. Yeah, you've uh, <laughs> taken some pretty pretty nice animals. Yeah, yeah, it's since been good. since like, you've been into bow. It. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Like it's sort of bow and rifle. Essentially, man, like, this like spearfishing of the land is yeah. with the bow really like getting up close and personal so. just no real dangerous dangerous <laughs> animals on the land yeah well, so a lot less yeah yeah but sort of uh just uh one of those things like you probably never talk to somebody else with who's experienced it like i don't know anyone that's sort of experienced something like that but yeah that's that's nuts like you hear the stories of guys fainting and passing out yeah stuff like that um I was listening to the Meat Eater podcast and they had on their story the book that they done, the audio book, where they have all the um, dangerous encounter stories. One of the guys is a spear on shot his mate through the foot oh. when he passed out, like through the flipper to pull him out. Yeah, oh, and yeah, to yeah. Sa- to save his that, life. Yeah. And like yep. that's that's insane. But yep. you know. quick thinking, like he's sinking or whatever. I yeah. think I've, I actually watched that or read about it. And yeah, he was sinking. Yeah. And just that was all he could do was. Shoot, yeah, it works. Shoot at him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts, but yeah, yeah, you're not going to talk to too many people who in, encounter something like that, and yeah, I I could only imagine it would be a pretty traumatic experience, oh, and just should. trying to wrap your head around yeah, it. it changes everything. Like yeah, like it takes took weeks to like sort of process what yeah. what even just happened. Like it's just instant sort of happening, and then like it changes everything about you. Like you're a different person afterwards. Like, yeah, like, it's. Yeah, I, I I I have no words words <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, yeah, it usually gets that a uh, sort of reaction. Like yeah, I've, I think I've only ever sort of told maybe five people that sort of whole story. Like yeah. it's all out there, like all the articles are out there and that. Yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, it's sort of uh, I've only told a few people about it because like it's sort of hard. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I I you know it's brought a little tear to my eye just you talking about it and yeah. you know not not being there like I. I knew a little bit about it, but but not too much. But yeah, just hearing it, yeah. you know, firsthand from you, it's uh, yeah, pretty much taken <laughs> taken all the word, words yeah. out. Like I don't know where to, where to go from it, yeah. you know, because like when I was talking to Liam, it's just like oh, you know, what experiences have you had with sharks, and like yeah. what's it what's it in your mind, and then talking to Dave, you know, yep. and like him talking about you know the really only bad experience he had was the the seal the nipping seal, him on yeah. the head. Well, apart from that, like I've. I've been in the water with like that many different species of sharks and yeah. none of them have bothered us at all. Like there was once in Fraser Island, one of our guys that we've got a harassed by a tiger, but that was pretty, uh, 
over pretty quickly. Like he gave it a poke and yeah. away it went and yeah, like basically everything else. So all the bull sharks in Queensland and bronzies, hammerheads, everything like they're all pretty, pretty relaxed. Like I've never had an issue. Yeah. Like apart from that, the only thing I've been real harassed by is a big stingrays. <laughs> like they get real aggressive. <laughs> I bet, man. The nasty piece of work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Rips Steve Owen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing, one of the ones that was harassing me was probably the size of a carb on it. Like it was just gigantic. They they get bloody I ended huge. Up giving it my fish, I wasn't playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's an insane story, man. Yeah. Um, did it scare you from the water? Is or is just uh, it's sort of it's hard. I like I was out probably a month later in Kangaroo Island spearfishing yeah. with like Sam Dawson, and yeah, he sort of took me out because I was sort of struggling at the time to get out, and yeah, he took me out. We ended up getting a heap of craze and like, really good fish in that, but sort of just slowly died off. I think like I wanted to do it, but it, at at the time, it's sort of uh, you wanted to do it a lot less. Like, yeah. Do you feel like it was a mistaken, like a mistaken identity? Because that's what they say uh, most most no, of the I attacks are. I don't know. Well, sort of that mistaken identity is sort of they'll have a try, yeah. and then they'll bugger off, but it come back twice. Yeah, like it, yeah, knew what it wanted, sort of thing. Like just sort of picked one of us, and that yeah. was it. Like there's no getting away from it. It come in like, like a bus, but yeah. Well, watching know it was coming, watching yeah. the videos on. YouTube of how hard they hit, you know. Oh, like yeah. I'll I'll they're, sit with the boys watching yeah. documentaries on on them and just oh, watch yeah, them. Oh yeah, they're fascinating. Hit animal. the seal yeah, seal ridiculous. cutouts and shit. <laughs> they just hit so hard. Yeah, like yeah, it's weird at at the time. Like just looking back at it, like it was just so such a big animal that it didn't look real. Yeah, like it looked like something out of a Jaws movie or something like that. Like it didn't actually look real. It just looked like a big plastic animal. Like it was just massive. Like, that's insane. Did you know the Rodney Fox story before you got into spearfishing? Uh, yeah. I, I used to, when I was younger, I always used to watch like different videos and uh, documentaries on the ocean and different yeah. animals and that. Yeah. So I heard about that and like out Adelaide or wherever it was there. Yeah. Down, somewhere. I think it was what, Rapids or maybe Silver Sand out that way. I yeah. think it was Rap, might've been Rapid, yeah, okay. Rapid Bay down that way. And that story always, yeah, always yeah, fascinated me. Like, that, um, yeah. You know, I had one of the Rodney Fox shark books as a kid and, you know, just yeah. had the, the pictures of the big <laughs> yeah, the big I, bite I mark on his side well, yeah. and that, that's just an in, insane story. Lucky to get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's like even just watching the US guys, like some, some of those guys that have been attacked by a bear and shit. Oh, like, man. Those, there's that... Um, yeah, they're a proper scary animal, eh? <laughs> Todd, Todd Orr, have you seen that video where he's like filming himself, he's got blood all over his face, he's got bite marks and tendons hanging out of oh. his arm, and he's like, yeah, I just walked out. Oh, I just got attacked by a bear. I've just walked out. He's like, I've got... I think I've got a broken arm. Yeah. I don't know what's going on yeah, un, under my hat. <laughs> yeah, I think I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Meat Eater had him on. I yep. think Ben O'Brien had him on and, and every other oh, news. Just, just a crazy animal. Like, I definitely wouldn't want to be in that position. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just a... It's nuts just to know what's what's out there. And, oh, yeah, there's that much out there that's... And talking to Americans, they're always like, Australia is so dangerous. Like, how do you go out hunting out there? I'm like, motherfucker, you have bears, you yeah. have mountain lions, you have wolves. Like, we've got a couple of snakes yeah. that... You've got a couple of snakes and you just step around them and go, oh, 
Yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, a couple couple of big spiders <laughs> that are like eight legged puppies, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, we're not exactly uh, battling anything really, really da- dangerous. dangerous like, yeah. Nothing I would consider even worry about. Like, yeah, you might get a bit of a fright when you step over a taipan or yeah. a brown snake or something. No, I've definitely been close, and you know, you just sort of step back and go, "Wow, that was pretty close." But but even sneaking around. You don't really see too many no. when you're out. I've, while I'm out hunting, I've probably only seen about four or five snakes. Yeah. Bow fishing, I see a hell of, oh, hell of a lot of tiger wood, snakes. Yeah. But, yeah, just out hunting, you don't see. No. I've, yeah, I'll be the same. I've probably bumped into maybe 10, I'd have to say, like a few like black snakes yeah. and big browns and that. But And blacks, like red bellies, they're just... Yeah, they're pretty docile. Sort they're of docile, and if you know they're around, they're, they're eating everything <laughs> else. <right>. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your top five items for a beginner getting into hunting? For a beginner, so I'd definitely have to say the top of the list would have to be boots. Yeah. Like if your feet are ruined, you're... You're not going anywhere. You're done. <laughs> what are you using boot-wise? Uh, at the moment, I'm using my... I've got some lowers. Yeah. Uh, I think they're the Tibets GTX. Yep. Very um, nice boots. Before that, I was using the Under Armors, and they lasted me probably five years. Okay, cool. And now this just sort of gotten to the stage where I can't wear them anymore. They're that thrashed that out. That worn out. <laughs> yeah. So were you... Because you hunt a bunch of different terrain. Like you hunt like the marshy yep. farmland down southeast, and you're hunting the Flinders... And then all the other trips, like you've done what New Zealand? Yep. Have you done? You've done high country, haven't you? Uh yeah, I have done a little bit over the high country, but not and, as much as I'd like. And to. then NT, so yep. you're putting the boots to a. Yeah, well, I've, I've taken the uh, well at the moment. I haven't wanted to spend more money on different boots. I've only got <laughs> the mountain boots at the moment, but they're definitely comfortable. Like I, I use them on the flat country down, like in the Flinders and that, and. They're awesome in New Zealand, good for carrying weight. Yeah. Um, all through the territory, your feet get a little bit hot, but like no complaints, so no rubbing, no blisters, anything. Not all different. The country I've been in, high country, awesome. What type of socks are you running? Uh, I just go like wool. I'm pretty sure they're um, Morocco 30 socks, okay. the yep. green ones. Yep. Yeah, they're awesome. I'll, yeah, cool. I'll rate them. I've had them for a while. Yeah, I've been using bamboo for a few years. Yep. I found wool. Didn't agree, and then anything synthetic's just yeah, shit. Okay, like, but yeah, bamboo yeah. seems to soak up the sweat pretty well. I haven't had touch wood, any blisters or anything. Yeah, in the boots oh, that I'm running. I've, I've been lucky as well. Never had any blisters or anything. So, I found as long as you wear your boots in before you go on any any decent trip. Yeah, that's just, right. Cover a bit of ground, and yeah, <laughs> you should be alright. Hopefully, as long as they're if they're a good boot, you should be alright. But sort of, the, there's a lot of cheaper boots out there, and I think a lot of people get sort of unstuck yeah at the time if you're beginning you don't want to spend six hundred dollars on a pair of boots and yeah i'm <laughs> running oboes so they're like a mid-range boot they're like 280 300 ish um and i've on my second second or third pair in yep. the last eight eight ish years <laughs> yep um they're on the cheaper side but they're comfortable that's and right if you I find don't get any blisters find whatever works and you're laughing, then you can just stick with it. As yeah, long as exactly. They discontinue it or something. Like yeah. that. <laughs> I hate when they discontinue gear. I like using it so shit. Or they just change something slightly, and it's like, oh, now it's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> so after boots, what are uh, boots? So I definitely say good glass, like a set of binos. Or well, it doesn't even have to be good. Like I've 
<laughs> I've been hunting for that long and I've literally just bought myself a good set of binos like this year. Yeah. Um, I was running like a $400 set of, what are they, Delta or something like that. Okay. They're not even a really good bino. Like yeah. they sort of just got, got the job done and never really had to, had a need to get better. And, yeah, I finally just spent the cash and bought some Mavens. Well, I've had some before, but as like an everyday sort of yeah. binocular because you had the big, the big boys, yeah, the didn't big you? Boys, yeah, <laughs> they were awesome in New Zealand and oh, stuff bet. like that. But over here, where you've got a hundred meters, you can see that they're, <laughs> they're not really. I love the Maven gear; it's yeah. so good. Oh, definitely, yeah. I rate them real high. Yeah, so good. Um, so after binos, um, let's say a good pack. Like if you're going to be out, and you know you're going to be packing meat, you got something with a frame. And some support in around your waist, so you're not carrying all the weight on your shoulders. That'd be my go-to, I reckon. What what pack are you running at the moment? Uh, at the moment, just for well, every single hunt, I'll just run my EXO. Yep. It's a bigger one, but they all sort of pack down the same size, anyways. It's only a, uh, I think it's a K two, like the older models, but that seems to do the job. Like that's how many liters is that one? Oh, liters are, uh, I don't know. I think it's a 5,500, so. Yeah, so I think that's like 55 liters. It might be, yeah. I'm not sure, but it packs up, well, packs out really big if you need to. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's, it's good when they have all their adjustable straps on there so you can make them yeah. real. Yeah. Like I, I use my 75 liter Tatonka and, you know, when I'm just doing morning trips or day trips, I just <laughs> tighten everything and have minimal gear in it. Yeah, that's Or if it. I'm going overnight or, um, you know, I'll be running that over on Snake Island. Um I think last podcast with Brett, I can't remember, but we're talking about it was like the night before the draw. Yeah. And I, I said to him, I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or um, after or before the podcast. I'm like, you know, I, I put in, I put in for the last six years. You know, what's the chances I'm going to draw it this year when it, when I've got New Zealand on the cards and already stretched for time? Yeah. What happens? It's, I always, get, it's always going to happen. <laughs> draws draws the next day or whenever it was, and then I'm like. Awesome. I've got to make this. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, with the packs, I'd say even the the Spiker brand, I think uh, Luke runs a Spiker and I've got a Spiker as well, just a small pack. Yeah, Luke runs a Spiker. Hainsey runs a Spiker. And for the value, for the price, they're a really good pack. I've I've used mine a lot and I rate it. Yeah, awesome. But I've just, I think it's, uh, what happened to it? I think something's ripped or got chewed on it (laughs) so that's why i've been running the exo but obviously uh, you don't have to spend a thousand dollars on a backpack for a beginner yeah yeah oh look i i started out using um that uh caribbee caribbee bags just from bcf like it's got no back brace or anything like that any frame or anything but it's an okay day pack yeah you know um i got a smaller I think it's the Ranger. Um, if I'm only going out real light and, you know, taking just water, I'll take that out with me. And Yeah. You yeah. know, they're an all right little backpack for that. But, yeah, definitely recommend getting something yeah. with a frame in it. Oh, um, for sure. Like, especially like carrying meat in there. Like, I, this year, I in two days, I packed out two fallow deer. And, like, if I didn't have that, like, pack with a frame, I, I would have been hurting. <laughs> so how are you prepping, um, prepping game when you're you're out are you hanging them on a meat hook in a tree and then uh or are you prepping it all on the ground it really depends like 
Well, at the moment, I want to get a, a Gambrel, but I've, I don't have one at the moment. So if it's small enough, like goats, I'll just cut them sort of in the, behind the tendon there and I'll hang them in a tree yeah. straight off a branch. But with deer, I'll just do them on the ground. Anything bigger than like a 30 kilo goat, I'm not lifting that into a tree. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've had some had some <laughs> struggles. Um, but Hainsey uses that lift and lock. You yeah, I have that? seen them. Yeah, and I've, I've been eyeing them off for yeah, a while. It would yeah, be, they um, look really good. Cool to see like a lightweight version of that for yeah. f- chucking in the backpack. Yep. I think they're fairly lightweight, but you know what it's like when you're out hunting. You yeah, know? yeah, every bit counts. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Gambrel's definitely a good one to carry with you. I hate working on animals on the ground. Yeah, I'd kiss you back. Because <laughs> I, I worked at an on a slaughter floor, so yep. everything was hanging up. That's right. So, yeah. you know, I've got a, pla- a couple of plastic gambrels. But um, a few guys are having them now. Um, Hunt Catch Cook, Jason, he's got the um, foldable ones. Okay. And they, they look pretty lightweight and good. Um, he sells them on his website. Then um, uh, Aussie Outbush, he has some on his website. Um, they look pretty decent. And then um, down under Predator Calls, he's in the moment of making one like his. Yeah. He's done a couple of rough designs and sent me a few videos and they yeah, look nice. they look really good. they got like a little catch hook on it. So, you know, when you get to that last tendon, you take that last leg <laughs> yeah, off and they always tend to slide off the gambrel. Yep. Like you lose that last leg and you're like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> this has actually got a little hook. So when you take that last last leg off, it catches it oh, and holds okay. it nicely. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm like, That's man, it's the one he's designing and using at the moment. It's going to be a good one to keep in the car. Yep. But I'm like, make it a bit lighter because I think it's like 800 grams <laughs> yeah, or something. That's, I'm like, if you're on a like a backpack hunt yeah. or something like that. I'm like, make a lighter version of that design and yeah. it would go freaking oh, so well. Yeah. I'll have to show you the video after it's. Yeah, I'll be keen to see it. Yeah, it's a it's a cool little setup. So you got boots, binos, bag. Oh, it's getting for a beginner. It's getting pretty hard, don't <laughs> And that's I'd the thing. That's that's why I ask these questions. Like, yes, I've got guys that have hunted for yep. forever listening. But it's the newer guys that they're like, I don't know what to get. Yeah. And, you know, I've received a few messages because a lot of the guests say very similar things. Like, they'll be like, boots, binos, bags, yep. knives. Yeah, well, um, that's, that was what I was thinking for yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I get messages going, oh, thanks for asking those questions because that's helped me decide yep. what I need to get, like what boots to get, what binos to get. You yeah, know? for sure. And, well, it's sort of a... But if you're coming into it new, it'll be pretty intimidating, like seeing the amount of gear. Like, I've been hunting for what nearly 25 years, and I'm yeah. still building up my pack. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't have everything I want yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I slowly get bits and pieces yeah. here when I can afford it. Um, yeah. You know, like you've seen before, I just got the inreach for New yeah. Zealand and Snake Island next year. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's on my list to get for next year as well. I'm doing a New Zealand, so very nice, yeah. very nice. Is that Tar and Shami? <laughs> yep. Primarily, yeah. So I've got a, a fella I've met in the territory that offered to take me out as well. Like I was planning to go before that, but he just Very said nice. he, he knows some spots and yeah, I'm pretty... Because uh, you've done a tar trip there. before, haven't uh, you? Yeah. Did you take any on that trip? I did on the second trip. The second trip was guided. I got invited to go on a guided hunt. Yeah, cool. And then the fella that invited me ended up pulling out last oh. minute. So I... I got my dad to come over there instead. Oh no! And he come over, but yeah, we we just had like perfect conditions the whole time. Like we rocked up and it was 
blowing a gale. Yeah. Got the chopper, flew in there, and then for four days it was like not windy, not cold, no rain. It was just like you couldn't have it better. And I'm pretty sure I shot my tar from 600 yards from camp. I yeah, wow. Walked 300 yards up the mountain. And rifle? Yeah, that was with the rifle. That did time. you take your rifles over there, or did you uh, this, this borrow time them over it was there? Borrowed. Yeah. Uh, just the guide's gun. I took my bow as well, but sort of ran out of time. Like, yeah. So the first time I went was a learning trip. All hiking, DIY sort of yeah. sort of thing. But we seen tar and just just never got to get onto them. Yeah. But learnt a lot in the time. Had you go taking rifle? Did you took rifles over there the I first time? Did, yeah. Had you had you go with that? Uh, was that before the New Zealand incident? It was. So. It was before, but I th- still think you can take them over there. It's just a bit more effort. Yeah. I think, now it was quite. It took a bit to learn all the permits and that. There was yeah. probably five different permits or um, forms I had to fill out just to get it over there. Was it and all right going into New Zealand or yeah. was it harder coming back into Australia? What was the... Oh, it was honestly, it was it was harder to get the gun out of Australia than it was to go into New Zealand and hunt. Okay, well. Like just the permits to get it out and then you have a permit to come back in. Yeah. You rock up at New Zealand with a gun and you, you $25 in your pocket, they take you to the cop shop in the airport and... There's your license. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Check the gun, make sure it's what you say it is, and off you go. Because even travelling with a bow can be a pain in the ass. Just yep. Oh, they when you get someone that doesn't know what they're looking at, they're like, Oh, you got a weapon. Yeah. And No, like, oh, I've got sporting goods. A, that's that's exactly right. Like spear <laughs> guns, sporting goods. Bows, sporting goods. <laughs> like even still, like I, I say, look, I got a bow, you declare it just so that it saves yep. you the hassle. That's and they'll right. they'll walk you over to the to the where, wherever you check in yep. the other other luggage, dangerous goods <laughs> well, or whatever. Usually ones that when they, um, if they know you've got like a bow or something, they put a tape on it. Yeah. Usually it gets looked after because it, <laughs> yeah. it gets flopped up at the end. It does, <laughs> it does. Except for my last my last big trip. I, I had the bow delivered like three days later. Oh, that I, happened to me as well, yeah. I, I was furious, man. I was so upset. Yep. And then... Also getting pulled off the plane, that did not help help the issue because I had knives in my uh, checked-in luggage yep. and they had a, they cracked a and stink about it. Yeah. yeah, right. I've, the amount of knives I've had in checked-in. I've never had an issue. It was coming back from Texas and oh, Mel- yeah. Melbourne of all places, so <laughs> some vegan flight attendant. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you go, to, go to New Zealand and you're going through customs there and you'd, I remember talking to one guy there and he's like, seen all the backpacks and hunting gear and he's like, oh, what are you going hunting? Like he goes out chasing tar and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just I, a different world over there. Like everyone doing it and it's sort of a, <laughs> it's not real accepted over here. Yeah. I, I had the same thing in New Zealand, you know, flying out of Adelaide, people like, oh, you got a weapon. It's, no, sporting goods. Getting into New Zealand and like, oh, choice brew. You're going out hunting, eh? <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, what are you chasing? <laughs> And they're just throffing and like yeah. talking to the airport guys and they're like, oh, choice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, just driving around like every second person's in camo. Oh, they're yeah, all around Ridgeline yeah. or Hunt Tech. Or, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. like, where am I? It's like hunting Mecca. And same yeah. with Texas when I flew over there, man. Um, you know, we flew into, I reckon it would have been, yeah, California. The the Whoever checks you in over there, they're just like, 
oh, you got bows, you're going hunting. And we're like, yeah, man. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. And starts starts chatting, yeah. showing us photos of what he's shot. And yeah, I'm right. like, this place is amazing. And yeah. that was California. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we, like we weren't the, even in Texas yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it, everyone in, in the States is always going on about California as being a bit softer than some of the other states. But to be welcomed into it, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still better than Australia. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, going through like walmart and academy where they have all the hunting sections we're like walking up and down the aisles and this guy he's wearing denim overalls yeah thick louisiana accent and he just starts chatting to us and he's like where are you guys from and we're like australian he's like i thought i didn't recognize the accent and starts chatting and then pulls out his phone and starts showing us all the shit he's yeah. shot and it's like wow. this place is cool you never get this in <laughs> yeah, in no. australia in like a sporting goods shop and, no. and that's oh, what, no, this no, academy no. place sold like exercise clothing hunting gear and like <laughs> bits and other pieces but it's like you would never like yeah. going to rebel sport buying hunting oh, gear yeah. you know imagine walking in there and there's just crossbows and guns <laughs> and everything on the wall <laughs> it'd, it'd be, be nice <laughs> oh it'd be amazing like when you see those old articles from kmart and shit oh, where yeah. it's like 25 dollars for a shotgun and you know 15 dollars for a 22 yeah. yeah my pop always shows me old articles and they sends me a photo and it's like five dollars for a rifle or something ridiculous like that and that's a fancy one yeah wow (laughs) if only man if only if only it was like that so you're going knives for your next bit of gear yep what type of knives you have on is that what you're recommending or just to start off with i'd go definitely go have or something like that like sharpening is a whole thing in itself like you don't if you don't need to starting off it's something less to worry about like you just i've found you can get through a few animals with one blade and then you eventually snap it or it's too blunt so you just bang a new one on take the old one and you can break down a whole animal with a havalon yeah yeah cool yeah we done yeah, i do all my deer and like i'm pretty sure i had my havalon there when we were skinning a whole scrub ball there this year that's cool <laughs> but yeah I've, I've talked to people that guided in new zealand and they reckon they can do a whole moose and that on them as well so that's cool obviously the blade won't be too flash after that but yeah i've found that when you're cut, doing all that, like cutting through the skin, that blunts them pretty quick. It yeah. could be just the Gerber blades I'm running. You know, yep. they all have the the different blades, but um, I can normally do a, a one or two fallow from one. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I that's suppose, just doing yep. pri- your primal cuts and then breaking it down when, yeah, when you get back. Sure. It takes a little bit longer, but your skins and all that you are a bit more, uh, come out a bit nicer as well. Yeah, so. yeah. It helps them being like razor blade sharp. Yeah. Uh, yes, doesn't take long to blunt them if you if you hit hair or bone like it's and that's the thing like it does them in all the bones have joints so you if you hit all those joints properly yeah, yeah. oh you're laughing if you get through them yeah once you find them exactly <laughs> you know, you know, you'll go through a few blades <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so last one after knife what are what are you recommending hmm. yeah I don't know um. Well, I suppose if you're going to be hunting, like you need a weapon of some description, don't you? Like, so choose a path where you're yeah, going down, whether right. it's like, <clears throat> yeah, you can recurve, compound, crossbow, rifle, shotgun, whatever. Like, there's that many different ones to choose from. Like, I'd say the popular one would be a rifle at the for the most majority of people. Yeah. Like, so what what would be a good tip on picking a rifle? Uh, I'd say decide what you want to use it for. Like, if you're going to shoot deer majority i'd stick with obviously a, a larger one but 
like if you want an all rounder, like from foxes to deer or whatever, like there's that many calibers or cartridges out there that's going to do like 90% of the things you want to do. Yeah. Do you recommend starting out like getting a 22 first so you get the proficiency and learning yeah, if, how to? If you've got the like the funds or the means to do it, like definitely start with something small. Like with yeah. a 22, like it's so cheap. Yeah. Like you can. I love plinking. Buy, it's so yeah, much fun. Like 500 rounds yeah. for $60 if you. Yeah. Or anything like that. And you can shoot it that much, become confident with it. Saves getting like a 308 or something and you're bowling $2 a go and if you're no good at it, you're just wasting money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ilias Action Man, um, he's, just, he's just gone and got his first rifle. I've seen that. Straight off the bat, he's, 300 win mag. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he shot his first two deer this year, his first doe with me using my 300 yeah. and then he shot his first buck using Haynes' 300 <laughs> and, you know, he's asking us, he's like, what rifle should I get first? My first thing was go get yourself a twenty two, and he goes, yeah, but I, I want to just only really shoot deer and that with it. I'm just like, well, I recommend anything from a 270 up. So that yeah. way, if you go to Victoria, you're Samba legal. That's right, yeah. um, and then, you know, chat to Hainsey. He's like, yeah, Hainsey said maybe like a 300 or something. <laughs> and I'm like, well, look, you've shot two deer this year. Both have been with a 300. Yep. You've shown that you can shoot it. You're accurate and you're comfortable shooting it. Go all yeah, out, man. If Go you feel get like it. You can do it. Just do it. Just yeah. don't give yourself scope eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few people do that. <laughs> yeah, I remember one of my mates. He um, got his firearms license a few well before I did, and um, he's like, "Oh, I just bought myself a three oh eight. Next day, he comes along uh, after getting it. He's got this huge gash on top of his head. I'm like, scope eye. He's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a funny story about that as well. A fellow I used to work with. Um, yeah, from well, 10 years ago, uh, we went out a couple of times spotlighting foxes and that and like we're only shooting 223s at the time and um, a little while later, I rocked up. we both rocked up to work and I said, did you hit yourself in the eye of a scope? <laughs> and he just looks at me, he's like, no. I was like, that looks like a scope mark on the corner of your eyebrow there. Just, just that little <laughs> half moon. Little, yeah. <laughs> Eventually he fessed up and yeah, hit himself in the eye of his scope but... Yeah, you see, you see some of those people that get hit hard and they got that permanent oh, scar yeah, there. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that feeling nice with the. I don't nice get sharp. how people do it, but yeah. I've been shooting since. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've well, never... before I should have, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't understand how. Yeah. I suppose, like, I don't know. It depends if you. Like, a lot of people just get hold of one and don't know what they're doing and. Hold their eye up to the scope yeah. and they're looking through. It's like yeah. I, I, watching yeah. those videos where they yeah, turn on, yourself on, into a pirate. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. All right, a bit of a silly one. Zombie apocalypse weapon. <laughs> what are we limited to? Like whatever you want. Does it have to be in Australia? No, nah, no, nah. no. Nah. At the start, we were saying that, but no, nah, just free range, <laughs> man. Go. Well, like if I'm going to be shooting zombies. Well, I'm not going to be up close in person. I'm going to have something <laughs> with a lot of lot of bullets and <laughs> I don't know something like a I don't know if we could have like an AR-15s or something like that with a like fifty round mag or something yeah. like that. I'd be pretty happy with that. And what about up and personal? What what type of weapon um, would you go? Well, I'd ha- you'd have to go like a sword or something, yeah. something reusable and 
Yes, you're gonna <laughs> sharp, reusable, yeah. up and close. Yep. Put like a snowplow on the front of the cruiser or something like that. <laughs> that would look pretty cool, I reckon. <laughs> I'd like to see that one. So, what have you forgotten out on a hunting trip? Oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you do some of these bigger trips. How do you how do you plan? Uh, do you have a gear list or? I do. I try to write one like at least a couple of weeks before and slowly tick it off but sometimes i've just like, winged it grabbed it and <laughs> gone and then you get out there and go oh i don't have a knife this trip or i've actually done that i was gonna uh, go with a broadhead before <laughs> a coat was it a koga zot at the time yeah it's yeah, gonna, wow. gonna hold goat with one <laughs> uh, that would be that would be very very painful yeah it was actually pretty uh it was actually reasonably good like except for it being they're good heads long. but doing <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> holding it. But suppose our ancestors did it with freaking sharp That's and rocks, right. man. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that they probably would have killed to, <laughs> to yeah, have a broadhead like, like that. Like, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, what else? Uh, I've lost like release aids and. What type of release aid are you running? Uh, at the moment, I've just got a like a Carter. I think it's a Just Because. Okay, just yep. a three finger one, thumb yep. release, and I've had. I've had it for probably, I'd have to be the whole, nearly the whole time I've been bow hunting, I reckon. How do you um keep it on your person? Are you just in your pocket or yeah. do you have like a lanyard around your neck? In pocket, I reckon. Yeah. I've got a, in the front of my bino pouch, I just bang it in there now and just have the thumb release part of it sticking out. But yeah. Have I've, you dropped it? I've, I got into a real bad habit of putting it down and I just, I'd stop to glass. I'd be on my knees or something and I'd put it down in front of me and I'd glass and then I'd just walk off and then I'd get couple hundred metres up the track and I'd be like, oh, here we go. Done oh, it again. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's not in my pocket. That's why I love the wrist strap yeah. release, oh, man. Just because it's there, yeah. I know it's there and that's I'm a dumbass <laughs> and I will forget it. <laughs> yeah, I left it out, out in the bush for about two months once. And I, I turned the house upside down three or four times. Like, where can this thing be? And then, yeah, I thought about it and I thought maybe it was where the last goat I shot. It's probably sitting right there and, yeah, went there. Found the spot somehow, and yeah, it was right under the tree where I dragged the goat out from underneath. It was sitting there. I, I, I got the exact same story. I I took it off to skin a goat and got it and put it on top of my bag and just picked up my bag and went off. Yep. And yeah, got home. I'm like, where the hell is that release? <laughs> oh, shit, it's still there. So I'd gone back like two, three months later because I had a spare one, so yep. I just used that. Gone back two, three months later, brought up the picture of where I've taken a photo of the goat in my bag and like, all right, there it was. Search for the grass, there yep. it was. It was a bit seized, went home, bit of WD-40 and... <laughs> yeah, that's it, eh? came up perfect. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I ended up buying another one up. So I bought a second one of these releases and I didn't want to buy it. It was just got to the point where I was like, well, this is gone. I'm going to have to spend another $300 on a release aid. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got two. Uh, so what's the most important item you take out hunting with you? Oh, what are we talking, like a whole trip or just a day? Either or. <laughs> um, it's it's got to be water. Like everywhere I go, I've always got a, a 20 litre in the car of yeah. water and just fill that up every day and make sure it's full. You seem to be hunting pretty dryish areas, yeah, especially uh, out the gets southern hot. Flinders there. <laughs> the best time is when it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> How much water were you going through when you're up in NT? Uh, pretty well every day you'd be drinking your bladder like 
say if you went out in the morning, yep. you drink a fair bit of it then, and then afternoon, same thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's just well, we couldn't have enough water that trip. Like we just kept going, and I, I probably emptied my twenty, and then we end up going to a ho- the homestead, and I filled that up, and we're bringing back more bottles of water, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what does it go into planning a trip like that? Uh, like the bigger trips, um, a lot of research. Like, I would get a bit um, obsessed about different trips. If, if I want to know something, I'll sit there until I know it. It like, seems like you're <laughs> like that with everything. You yeah. you obsess over something, and you just put yeah. all your time and effort uh, into it. It gets to the point where I'll, I remember when I was going to New Zealand for the first time, trying to figure out how to get a gun over there. Yeah, like it got to the point where I would struggle to sleep because there was questions I didn't have answers for (laughs) and then the second I knew everything like that was it my mind was clear I was like all right I know what I need to know so have you found that social media is a huge help with planning these trips making contacts and just getting all your information the amount of people I've met through like social media Facebook or Instagram is like crazy like people I never knew never met in my life and now like awesome mates i'd call like really good friends and like they're always there like if you want to go up hunting or fishing yeah like they always welcome you and same thing like if those same people come down to me and that's what i love about the hunt- hunting community in that aspect is majority of people are happy and friendly if they see you doing the right thing and you see they're doing the right thing yeah you have very similar personalities and the yeah, way ways right. you do stuff and you know, you might argue over what gear to use, but <laughs> everyone's yeah. pretty, At the end pretty of the damn day, friendly. Everyone's got their sort of the same things in their mind, yeah. like doing the same things. And like it's pretty easy to, you sort of figure out pretty quick if you're like going to get along with someone. Yeah. And obviously everyone's got different views and not everyone gets along. But out of all the people I've spoke to and gone hunting with, like I haven't met a bad person yet. Like yeah. they're all like unreal, like top notch. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so... Planning a trip up to the NT, how'd you go finding a guide up there or an outfit or help? Um, sort of the same, like just looked around, seen what was available yeah. and that and just got to chatting to a few of them. And I, last year, yeah, last year I went out with Alex from Big Country okay, Safaris yeah. and yeah, like, I don't know. I don't really know how it sort of come along. I think I went up to the Territory the first time and then... I'd been chatting to him and then I think the next time we sort of teed it up, I'd come up and ended up going up to the start of his season and I spent a week up there with him. Very nice. Well, that's pretty cool. Like it's, they're diff- they're all different in a way. Like I went out with True Wild this year and like it's probably going to be pretty hard to beat a trip like that. Like yeah. just, just the um, amount of animals and the quality was just unreal. And like you're on a station – Whereas like big countries just on a lease, like okay. it's not a station, it's just out in the middle of nowhere sort yeah. of thing. Like and that was unreal, like the camp right on top of the river. Like, couldn't really ask for more. Like we've seen that many bulls, like that many quality bulls, like it's awesome. That <laughs> yeah. that when you were sending that close footage before you had even posted <laughs> up on YouTube, I'm like, What the fuck? That is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, that just worked out real well that day. Like uh, it was just um I, honestly, I didn't even have my bow in the car at the time. Like um, the first night we got up there, I was met up with Harry from True Wild. I yeah. met him the year before just quickly. And um, yeah, got up there again with him this year and like, we sort of got on the Krakens a bit that night, just 
talking shit and that. And <laughs> the next morning I felt sort of pretty average. I was pretty <laughs> happy just to look around that day. <laughs> but yeah, it was about, I think it was about lunchtime. We're cruising around and we've seen this, this bull and they got uh, Madison, his guide. He's saying, oh, he's a pretty good bull. You want? We should go get a closer look at him. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, right, I'll grab my gun. And he's like, where's your bow? I was like, I didn't bring it. He's like, for fuck's sake, we're going to, all right, do you want to go back to camp and get it? We've probably got time. Like he's not really in a rush doing anything. Yeah. He's just having a feed up there. So yeah, we ended up going back to camp and <laughs> come back down. And yeah, he was in the, in the river at the That's time. That's insane. Yeah, we just quick stalk in over, over the bank and he was at 30 yards, just sort of broadside. I was ready to shoot him then, but yeah, yeah he's, picked us out and knew something was up and come a bit closer sort of come in and yeah it was a bit nervous for a second there he, madison had a had the rifle almost over my shoulder he's yeah saying if that he, that video yeah, where he, <laughs> he might have to shoot him here <laughs> if he charges us but yeah i don't know he just sort of turned it ran across the creek up that bank yeah and then just expired gave over. us a shot and yeah we measured it afterwards we well, like that had to be closer than 10 yards. And yeah, we measured it out. And yeah, eight yards. That's nuts. So how does it feel going from something like the size of a fallow or a red with a bow to shooting something the size of yeah, a buffalo? A, and being eight yards from it. Uh, they, they can be a pretty intimidating sort of a beast. Like he wasn't worried about us. Like yeah. He was just deciding whether... Yeah, he's 30 times bigger than you. Yeah, he was <laughs> probably just deciding whether he was going to come and stir us up or yeah. just leave us alone. But yeah... I don't know, I've always had a thing with those big sort of dangerous game animals like yeah. the buffalo, the scrub bulls always interest me. And yeah, they've, they've been high on yeah. high on my list for years. Yeah. Oh, they're unreal. Like it's so much fun just getting up close. But yeah, I'd, it's just a different experience. Like even once it comes time to cutting them up. Like you Where do of, I start? It's pretty hard to roll them around. You need both ears to move them. Like so at least did feet. you take much meat from? I... I would have liked to take more. Like we took, um, we had schnitzels in yeah. camp and buffalo and all that sort of stuff. But with the my fridge, I was sort of limited on what I could well, take. You can take but, back. Yeah. So just it was the, sort of it was hard, but as yeah. Well. Oh, that's right. You don't have like much time with the heat, and we didn't have any big eskies or yeah. big fridges or anything like that. So it was sort of limiting on what you could take. Like it would have been awesome if I could. Take I couldn't it compress like, it hand like I know know what it's like getting a fallow down you know, like you know <laughs> it takes you you know 40 40 to an hour depending yeah you know if you're if you're taking your time with it and if the weather's cool enough that's right but you know then the red stag you know it's like oh wow it's quite <laughs> quite a bigger animal yeah and then like you know what a buffalo would be four four stags at least yeah i, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even know if they'd have to be five six hundred kilos yeah. or more surely a, a big bull i'd imagine but that's yeah, yeah. Very insane. Su- surprisingly, um, with two people on knives, it's surprising how quick you can yeah. cut them up because you don't have thin skin like the deer. You yeah. can just sort of rip it off real quick. But okay, yeah, it's just the moving it. Yeah, <laughs> rolling. Roll- it. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Like red stag, you know, you get a couple of people, like yeah. two people, you can roll them reasonably well. But yeah, yeah an animal the size of a, <laughs> as a buff, and then as well as having to deal with the head and the horns that's and that right. just sitting there. Yep, and that's probably oh, a, a head with a cape on it would have to weigh fifty or sixty kilos or more. Like it's that's a, nuts. It's a ridiculous weight. That's cool. Um, what about arrow setup? What are you 
like compared to deer and heading up for buff, what were you? What did you change much, or are you I'd, running I'd the same the same arrow for everything? Cool. Yeah, it's not a not a heavy arrow by yeah. any means, like for a big game. But yeah, it poked two holes in the buff, and so. Uh, eight yards, uh, you would yeah, hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I've just got a. It's just the Nexus, yeah. two fifty shafts and a hundred and fifty grain zot. Yeah, and yeah, nice. that's anything or well, everything. I'll shoot a rabbit with it, or I'll shoot a buff again with it. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing about an arrow is they're very versatile. If yep. you find that, what what's your total grain? Uh, I think it's around. 550, okay, 555 cool. yep. maybe, I think it was. I'm, I'm thinking about 580. Yep. So. Yeah, that's plenty. Yeah, yeah it puts holes in everything <laughs> yeah, I've, right. I've ever pointed them at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so we've already talked about the most sketchy thing that's yep. happened, happened out, <laughs> so I, th- I think we can skip over that one. What's the funniest thing that's happened when you've been out hunting or fishing? Oh... I've had some pretty funny things when we were kids messing around. Like I remember a time when we were, I don't know, we might've been 10, me and my sister and dad were fishing out down at Elliston off the jetty there. It was that night time we were just catching Tommies and there was, there was that many of them around. And we sort of, as ki- as you are, when your kids get a bit bored, like fishing, you caught a hundred Tommies, you sort of, you're getting bored, you're just getting restless. And yeah, we, Ended up seeing how many um, maggots we could put in Dad's drink before he noticed. (laughs) (laughs) What was the number? I don't know. I can't remember the total number, but there was quite a few floaties in there when he noticed it. Yeah, he swallowed a few. Oh, man. (laughs) If my kids did that to me, they'd be in the water. Yeah. Yeah, only caught on. With with surf sinkers (laughs) attached to their ankles. (laughs) Took him a while to catch on, yeah. He was just drinking it. We just kept dropping them in. That's nasty. <laughs> That's nasty. So you've ticked off a few good animals. Yeah. What's your top five dream animals worldwide? No uh, no budget. Like. All right. Well, the top of the top was the Alaskan moose. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Like that sort of, I don't know. I'm trying to work towards doing it, but it's just so ridiculously expensive. It is. Like it's, it's almost out of hand how expensive those yeah. trips are. Does it have to be Alaska or would you uh, contemplate I've, going to like Canada? Or I've or? looked at like every which way. And yeah. Sort of even in Canada, they're quite expensive and they're the smaller, smaller species. What's of that? Moose. Shire, shires? Uh, or well, is I that think the they're bigger? just a Canada yeah. moose. Canada I think moose, they are. Yeah. But yeah, they, it'd be either Alaska or Russia for the, like that, Cap, what is it? The Kamchatka Peninsula yeah. there with those big, ridiculous moose over well, there speaking to dave when he was on here yeah like him going to russia yeah. to hunt moose with his mate yeah like, that's crazy I, I was not expecting that like <laughs> i did not know that before the podcast and when he mentioned it i was like the fuck you went hunting to russia yeah and it, it blew me away man. Oh, it's unreal like he's told me a few stories about the trip and i was blown away by it as well like it just sounded wild like, yeah just sounded russian <laughs> just I, loose. I, I, I bet i bet you know just oh, there's putin how you yeah. going man <laughs> yeah they done they got a pretty good moose yeah like, he was he showed photos yeah, that's he's a beast that, that's that'd be dream. something yeah something i'd like to do one day yeah even half that size i'd be happy oh, with oh, man. oh definitely yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah moose what's what's after uh, after moose, uh, I've always liked the like the caribou species and that. They're always pretty cool, like awesome antlers and that. Um, apart from that, 
uh, one of the past guests, I'm not sure if you listened to him, Evan, he he did it and he's he's got spina bifida, so he's yeah. in a wheelchair. So oh, he's yeah. done, he done it off. Actually, her, I've seen the photos of that. Yeah, crutches. That was, that he said it was, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be just like an awesome, yeah. awesome hunt, hey? But yeah, one day I'll maybe I'll get them both in the same trip or something. Yeah, that if I win that. it big in the lotto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a bit of a sucker for all the like the North American sort of oh, stuff. So aren't we all, man? I'm trying to um, maybe in a year or, or probably two years, I'm going to try to get over for an elk. Yeah, I don't know whereabouts, but I'm just putting in points for everywhere at the moment. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah. Just how are you going with all that? Working out their point system. Oh, it's it takes a lot of reading. Like every state's sort of different. The yeah. way the rules are, the way the draw system is, and all that. So I recommend the latest um, Woodside podcast with Ben O'Brien. Yep. He just had um, go go hunts. Um, oh, one yeah. of their guys on it, and they went through talking about the five best yeah okay. best states yeah, and how to how to apply. So I yep. recommend listening to yeah, that. When I listened sure. to that this week, so yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it's. There's some cool. Did you want to do it public land or private land or just whatever? Uh, I'd you say can. public. Like, yeah. I'd probably at first I'd just go over the counter, just yeah. something like that. Maybe I don't know Colorado or Montana, okay, possibly. Yeah. But yeah, um, one of one of my mates, Matt, he um, went over to Oregon. Yep, and he's, oh, yeah. he's taken a couple yeah, of nice. I did see the elk he got over yeah, there. Yeah, he's quite. he's taken two, and yeah, I think his first ball was like three thirty. Yeah, it was for his first ball. Yeah. That was guided, but yeah. Yep. Insane, still, yeah. It'd be pretty happy. Apparently, Oregon's got a pretty decent system. So. Yeah, okay, that'd be a good one. To yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, moose, caribou, elk. Yep. Um, all that. Any African species or any like bizarre um, European? Well, I sort of always love the kudu, but I got over there and sort of a last right, minute yeah. trip, and <laughs> I sort of ticked off a few of those. I forgot already, you went to what went to Africa. Yeah, that um, was just a. Really last minute trip, just sort of got my phone out of my locker at end of shift and my mate goes, oh, do you want to go to Africa? Was that Craig? Uh, that was Luke, Okay, Luke Balkan. And he goes, yeah, do you want to, you're interested in coming on a hunting trip to Africa? I said, oh, that sounds pretty cool. When are you thinking of going? And the dates he gave me was a month and a half away. Jesus. And I said, oh, give me a couple of days to think about it. And I think <laughs> three days later, I said, oh, stuff it, let's do it. Like, That's sick. Don't really get the opportunity to... Say yes or no every t- every day. So, what species did you take on that trip? Uh, we ended up taking. I waited for a few days. I got a big kudu. Um, Amazing looking animal. Yeah, oh, they're unreal. Like that was that was the top of the top over there for me at the time. Um, yeah, so we ended up getting a pretty good kudu third day. I reckon it was. Yeah. Um, and then we got second day. Uh, after that, we ended up getting a good gemsbuck. Uh, warthog and a impala. That warthog looks animal. insane. Oh yeah, I was. I don't know. It was pretty, uh, pretty crazy sized animal. Was like, that high on the list, warthog? Or well, at the time, it was sort of just opportune. Yeah. And I reckon if I went back there, I could just go a full trip hunting warthogs. Yeah, there. wow. They were just they're that cool. cool. Like they're real comparable to our wild pigs. Yeah. Like the real only real difference. Have you shot many wild pigs up here? Oh uh, yeah, a fair few. Yeah. yeah, in like New South Wales and Queensland and that. Yeah, we sort of. Did you get any up in the top end? No, we. I didn't see any up there, but a fellow that was there, one of the clients, he got a really good boar one of the days, like a monster. Yeah, Brett said he struggled to find yeah. many pigs up he there. Done but well. he, he got he, a good he, boar in yeah, there, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, a real nice boar, yeah. real nice boar. Yeah, I, was, I keep hitting him up like, oh, 
Hopefully we see some pigs. I don't know. They're pretty hard going up here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he was saying. So you took a few nice African animals. Was there any other species that you would like to get over there? Like yeah. Black Death or? Oh, Cape Buffalo, 100%. Yeah. Like that's just one of those big bovines that I'm like really keen on getting. Like uh, I've got to go back over there, get a Cape Buff for sure. And oh, Bantang's probably next. Bantang would the be. Big, the big animals. Sick, yeah, yeah, that's the. The last one in Oz to get. What about like an Argentina, Argentinian um, water buffalo where yeah, they have a, the little the, curly yeah, horns? Little yeah, curly. yeah. You like them? Yeah, or? They're, they're something different. Eh? Yeah. They're, like, they're a lot bigger animal yeah. in the body. Just, weird Just yeah. small horns on them. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. What about yeah. your favorite thing to cook and with um caught and hunted game? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's I always like cooking steaks, like out of the legs or the back straps. Yeah. It's always steaks or stuffing the back strap with like bacon, different different yeah. things like a bit of cream cheese and all that sort of stuff. Wrapping them up, smoking them, like so that's your go-to thing. Just yeah, steaks. I, like, I like doing that. Yeah, yeah it's sweet. pretty. It's simple and easy. Even schnitzels and all that. Any sort type of, stuff, of spices like, on them or just salt just, and pepper? Oh, whatever, really. Like yeah. salt and pepper, or just I've got a whole bunch of different rubs in the cupboard like just grab a random one and see what it, how it goes <laughs> yeah I, I, I do that I'm, I'm constantly go past the butcher shop and grabbing yeah grabbing all the different spices and shit it's gotta be done. <laughs> so how do you see the public views on hunting and hunters yeah uh it all depends where you are i suppose like over here in australia and that's i don't know it's sort of not really hugely accepted like i find a lot of people that sort of frowned upon or they're dead against it for no real reason like yeah. they just think it's you see it on a movie or something it's like a redneck on the beers shooting yeah. guns in the air or whatever shooting deer just for fun but yeah like it's yeah i don't know it's not really something you see a lot like i won't talk about it flat out unless i'm with sort of people that are hunters like I'll sort of talk with mates and that, but so you don't test the waters with like new people you meet, like drop something just to see if you can spark a conversation. Oh, I do a bit. Depends. Like at work, I'll I'll meet new people and yeah. you sort of get chatting. Like, oh, what are you what are you into or yeah, what do you do for fun and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, then it always comes around and you sort of me- I, I always mention it. Like what type of um, and- what type of response do you get when you <laughs> you mention it? You, is uh, it like mostly it's not bad yeah like a, a lot of the guys i've talked to they're always some of them are real interested like asking questions about it and that but then other people sort of you mention it and then you don't really go on with it like you sort of don't talk about it okay not yeah. because it's they don't want to talk about it but it's just they're not it's not their thing like, yeah yeah like they might be into something else which is cool but yeah um i don't know it depends like in the country sort of small towns where I'm from and that's like it's more common to talk to someone and they have done it or they do it or they know someone that does yeah it. that's yeah. right yeah and I suppose a, a lot of the city sort of stuff that it's a bit sheltered um do you find that like when someone goes oh my my dad goes or my brother goes and you know oh yeah what do they hunt and they're like yeah. oh rabbits or foxes or yeah. kangaroos and then you're like they're like, what do you hunt? And you're like, oh, yeah, deer, goats, <laughs> water buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something that's not around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well like that. But um, I don't know. I think there's – it doesn't hurt to mention it. Like, you never know. You might get a good response. But if you don't, then 
That's right. Just move on. How <laughs> would you change the public views on hunting and hunters? Well, it'd be good to have more education on it. Like, because it's such a, you don't see much of it. It's not in the public. Like, yeah. you don't see it all the time. Like, if there was more information or education about it, I think people would, more people would change their minds about it. How do you think we could go about that as a community to put more information out there? Oh, that's So you have your YouTube channel. Yeah. That's just blown up to what? You're, you're well above <laughs> 60K now. Yeah, I think it's pretty well just about touch 80 at the moment. I don't, know. I don't, I don't really know what's happened there. But, yeah, it's just got, got out of hand in the last couple of months, which is pretty cool. But um, it's a good channel. I've got to try get some more on there. Like, it's just hard. Yeah, you man. Just gotta do more trips, which well, is, I'm all, always for it. I was listening to the Endless Pursuit podcast the other day um, with Matt and Dodge, and they had um, a bloke on that films and photographs hunts, and he's yep. like, "Yeah, I recommend if you're wanting to film hunts and photograph hunts." you want to spend about 15 grand on cameras and shit to make it any worth watching. Yep. I'm like, fuck, and hell. Yeah, let's just get that ahead. <laughs> uh, so how do you get into the filming side of stuff? Oh, I've always liked to have cameras with me. Like when I was spearfishing, I would always have a GoPro. Okay. And with spearfishing, GoPro is perfect for it. You can yeah. see everything. It's nice and close, sort of within five metres. But then, yeah take a GoPro out of the bush, it's not really that good. You do a 20-yard shot and it looks like they're 100 metres away. And you're just like, what's that little black dot over there? <laughs> but, yeah, so I sort of changed it up a bit, got into different cameras and more expensive cameras, different tripods and all that sort of stuff and yeah. just sort of, um, I don't know, embraced the frustration of trying to carry a camera and a bow or something at the same time. <laughs> You've got some good footage and some good yeah. photos. There's that... Um one photo of that white, whitish fallow buck that you got. Yeah. That was just. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty unreal buck. That's, like that's the best one I've got so far. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a unreal buck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you oh, shot him with rifle, didn't you? Yeah, that was. That as was well as the a, camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the camera wouldn't have been the first thing I shot it with. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, I was sort of at the time it was early and I was like, yeah. I wouldn't mind chasing him with the bow and then. When it's going dark on the last afternoon, you're like, well, it's now or never. Good night. (laughs) 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 So what is hunting to you? (laughs) What is it? Uh, I don't know. It's sort of like, I don't know. It'd have to be like the passion. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't hunting. Like, that's pretty much all I'm thinking about. If I'm not out hunting, I'm researching hunts or gear or what to do next or something like that. And Planning it seems like you're with that, with, you've gone fishing, spear fishing, hunting, yep. and it's just where your mind goes. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. It's always been there and like, I don't see it ever changing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you got a, got a young one. How old's he now? Uh, I think he's about seven months now, just about to go seven months, I reckon. Awesome. And yeah. He's not going to have any choice about. No, nah, well, he's already been out. <laughs> Sat on top of a buff's head at eight weeks old and <laughs> out chasing goats and all that. That's a couple of weeks, but back. That's great. Yeah. So, no, yeah, no, I love that that happy family snap with you with the buff. And <laughs> yeah. that's, that was great. Yeah. I was pretty surprised the missus got in on that one. But yeah, we, we got there. And yeah, even by, by the end of the trip, she goes, Oh, I probably wouldn't mind shooting a buffalo. That, like, oh, that's there good. we go. That's some progress right there. So, how, <laughs> what was her views on hunting when you met? Oh, bef- yeah, bef- when we met, she was just sort of like, 
never into it or wouldn't say she was against it because she, I guess she knew I was pretty into it. I've seen all the animals all over the walls and that. And <laughs> <laughs> it didn't scare her off. So, like, Tind- I don't, Tinder I don't, photo, it's you with a buff, you with a tar, yeah, you with a deer. <laughs> pretty much was some fish and some deer and all that, I reckon. <laughs> but yeah, I think at the time she was sort of, didn't really know much about it and just sort of assumed it was like, you'd just go out and shoot stuff yeah. for fun. And then I explained it to her and now she's like, oh, that's like, there's nothing like what I thought. And now she's okay with it. Like I dare say it's only a matter of time before she's shooting goats with me or spot, or she's been out spotlighting foxes and that with me, but. That's right. Just, uh, I, I want to see her on a deer in the next, in the next <laughs> rut, mate. Yeah. Might take some doing. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll get her there. Yeah. Oh, she's, Shooting the guns and that now, like got her onto the two two three last trip and loves the twenty twos and all that sort of stuff. So that's awesome. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> so yeah, the little fella's going to be out there in no time. Yeah, and he's going to be following his foot, your footsteps, and <laughs> yeah, shooting I'll, bigger animals than you. Yeah, most likely. Oh, <laughs> all right, you have a shot now. I've shot I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> You'll yeah. like, watch this, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon I've got to get a different backpacks so I can just chuck him in the top and take him for a walk. They're good. They're yeah. good. I've got one uh, in the garage now. But yeah. yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Perfect. Yeah. They're, they're so good. Um, I think uh, Kathmandu sell them if you want one. Yeah, they're okay. good. Yeah, I've seen a few people with them and like, Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, I, I got mine secondhand as a um, baby shower gift from one of my good mates, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's had a sm- like absolute use. It's so good. Yeah, every yep. rut I take the little fella out and take him to go check trail cameras yeah, at the local awesome. deer blocks, and yep. yeah, he loves coming out. Hardest so bit will be trying to tell him to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, when I go out, I'm not really hunting. It's just yeah, going just out for a walk. Like, just be good getting to, used to good it to show him. Yeah, the animals, is. even if like you're not going for them, you just see yeah. them like. They would love it. No, it's 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 awesome fun. I love it. I love it so yeah. much. You're so, right. at the moment, I sort of like take him because I've got a back room sort of similar to yeah. yours here, but with all my most of my taxidermy in there and like reloading sort of gear. And yeah, I'll take him in there and you can pat him, pat L- them all. Loves <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, I've got videos of Ollie when he was you know a couple months old kissing the deer mount in the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, you know, people come over and he's like, dear, dear. Yeah. Or if I've got a slow cooker on with some venison in it, yeah. he'll run up and he'll be like, dear meat, dear meat, dear meat. <laughs> yeah. And he's got an obsession at the moment. Like everything he, every meat he eats, he has to ask what animal it is. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this is pig, this is lamb, <laughs> this is chicken. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh. Well, it's funny. <laughs> I actually went to, um, caught up with Craig Merton yeah. today. I uh, went down to his house and I dropped off a scrub bull skin to get tanned. Okay, and cool. I picked up a yeah. box of... um. Africa skins, yeah, sick. Um, all replacement stuff for mine. Yeah, yeah, that was a heartbreaking. Oh, that was yeah, that was ridiculous. But yeah, um, his uh, grandson there, he was looking in his trophy room and he could name every animal that was there. He's that's great. Out the wildebeest and the zebras on the floor and <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need a. Me and Craig have been trying to tee something up for yep. as long as oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as me and you have. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but I want to get down there and oh, he's, go, yeah, Craig's a legend, go do right? with one with him because yeah. he's, yeah, I had a couple of good chats with him in, when I worked at BCF, he'd come wandering in. I'm yeah. like, you're Craig. And he'd be like, <laughs> how do you know? You're the cat guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. Yeah. So I met him in South Africa, like never yeah. talked to him or never knew him before that. And yeah, now since then, like, yeah, he's a good, 
got a lot of time for him and yeah, yeah he's chat. he's a very very nice yeah nice bloke I've oh, got he'll a lot of help you out with anything yeah yeah when when the whole bow hunting thing started he's like what's your number i need to call you about this <laughs> yeah we chatted for like 40 minutes yeah. about it <laughs> yeah it's good. He, do- he likes to get involved which is good he does he does he's he's, he's very very passionate that's yeah. for sure oh, definitely yeah so if people have enjoyed what they're listening what they've heard listening yeah where can they find you on social media uh probably the i'll have to get it out i don't actually know what it is i think it's aaron dot dot whitaker or i've got it here somewhere yeah, here you go. Aaron dot Whitaker underscore. That's my oh, A dot Whitaker. It Sorry, is. A dot Whitaker. Yeah, that's underscore. That's my Instagram. And then, and then this uh, amazing YouTube yeah. channel of yours that's yeah. just blown up out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting that that uh, YouTube 100k subscriber medal <laughs> yeah. thing that they send out yeah. the plaque soon. Yeah, I'll have to put that on my walls for everyone. <laughs> but yeah, um, on YouTube, the it's the Exploring Hunter. And yeah, we're just, that's pretty much all. I don't really have anything else. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use it. Yeah. Like, I don't post anything on there. Oh, Instagram's <laughs> the, the better way to do groups. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, Instagram's good. Just all about the pictures and videos and yeah. No, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely go check out his, his channel. Watch, watch the videos. They're, um, they're really good. That last one with a buff is just <laughs> insanely good video. And the one, the, fallow deer from the rut that was that was really good yeah. you got up and close and personal with those yeah that was those, just the but... croaking just <laughs> it's that croaking in the tea trees just something else yeah oh it's yeah it's crazy when you're that close you could almost touch them but you can't even see them yeah that's that's <laughs> insane but no i really appreciate you making the time yeah, in your I'll... trip to come down and do the podcast it's and it was great to, to meet on. finally meet you yeah, yeah you know we've been chatting for jeez at least four or five years, oh, easily, maybe longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we've, we just met like real briefly before, but that's sort of about it. Yeah, yeah. At, at the expo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I've but yeah, that ben, was Bendigo. maybe for five minutes or something like oh, that. Was that Bendigo or was uh, that... Um, Myrtleford. Myrtleford, yeah. that's right. With Lukey, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's when I first met you both, yeah, I reckon. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You, you meet so many faces at oh, those things and I, you just... It's like... Out one ear one. Yeah. I, I I have met you. I have met you. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I met so many people at that bloody expo, and I had Rowan Walker come up behind <laughs> me, man, and he's just put his hands on my shoulders, and he's like, "Zach, how are you going?" Yeah, and my God, he's a big he's fella, a giant, isn't he? <laughs> especially when he's next to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I was getting picked up by one of those freaking New Zealand eagles that went extinct. You know, <laughs> yeah. just his talons, his claws. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was crazy, wasn't it? Like, it was like. Facebook and Instagram all in the one building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, the I know this guy, but I've never met him. I'd love to get over there and do just set it, set up on the side and just like oh, oh, come over and have a chat for yeah. ten minutes. Come oh, over for and sure. chat that for ten minutes awesome, and yeah. just do a bunch of podcasts like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, so. It's awesome to finally get up here and do it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent easy, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hunting Connection Podcast. Please head over to our social media and give us a follow. Instagram at Hunting Connection Podcast, Facebook at Hunting Connection Podcast, Twitter at Hunting Connect, TikTok at Hunting Connection Podcast. If you've enjoyed, please share with your friends and family, tag us in your photos and videos on social media, subscribe, rate and review to help grow the podcast. If you're interested in giving 
additional support to the podcast, you can head over to our podcast Patreon page. Thank you very much for listening and catch you next episode.